0: Season one of Night Flyers? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I'm like, is it a season one or what? I I'm to wonder.
1: Yeah, I'm beginning to think I don't know if this is going to be a season or not. This may just be a 10 episode mini run.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there are, like, if they do something like this with novellas, there are so many out there. Right. And even if they want to stay with George R. R. Martin, honestly, and I have not read all of them. So if anybody's out there has read all of the wild card series, you can tell me if they're all any good. Because I know he just kind of collaborated on it. He didn't write all of them. That would be so many different ones that he'd be able, or sci-fi would be able to do. And that was really kind of cool because it was talking about people developing powers and everything. So, I mean, this one seemed very specific, like we had an end goal. Now, I haven't right. finished it, so I don't know. Right. So I guess we'll find out.
1: I would certainly you hope pretty so. pretty much showed
0: the <laughs> end at the beginning, right? Yeah,
1: well, maybe. I don't know. You kind of assume that's the end, but <laughs> maybe
0: not. Yeah, I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, there's still so many unanswered questions so far, so we've got to see where they decide to take it.
0: Uh, all right, well, let's jump into some ratings news.
1: All right, episode two brought in a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.414 million viewers, making it the 58th rated cable show for the day. Almost half a million viewers. Not bad. Ticked up a little bit from episode one.
0: Yeah, not bad, and especially the way they're running this.
1: Right, consecutive nights.
0: So I'm going to assume a lot of people are kind of like me, where you're not able to watch it every night. Right. So you're going to catch it when you probably the next night or whatnot, or just binge it all on the weekend. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think they get those numbers because that would be part of Life Plus 7, which apparently doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Still haven't seen anything since October, so.
0: But weirdly that we're talking about that right now, and it totally escapes me which one, but there was a big push by one celebrity was pushing it, and he's like, it really needs to change the way they do ratings because so many shows are being canceled because ratings aren't showing when people aren't watching the same way. Right. And it wasn't one of his shows. So right. I just can't remember who did it and it's going to drive me crazy. I'll remember like the end of the episode that we're doing, but I'm like, okay, other people are seeing this. People watch online and on demand and streaming services and everything else. So yeah, switch it up.
1: Yep. Got to get it right here, guys.
0: Yeah. All right, let's jump into episode two, shall we?
1: Let's do it. Torches and pitchforks. DeBrandon puts his team first as panic spreads. Eris resorts to bold measures to restore balance.
0: Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> sure, sure. It doesn't sound like anything major. No, not at all.
1: And we'll start off with Murphy's bad day continues. After being slammed several times on the control deck during lunch, now he's on fire. Poor guy can't catch a
0: break. Oh, he should have just stayed in like the med bay or whatever. Yeah. But fortunately for him,
1: DeBanyan saves him from the fire and the internal pathways of the ship, and Murphy is rushed to a medical room for treatment.
0: Well, hopefully he'll stay there this time.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. (laughs) Now, of course, Thale's still missing and remains at large somewhere within the ship.
0: Well, not like he's taking a spacewalk. No,
1: not likely. (laughs) But of course, Lomi happens to be in her quarters, and oh, kind yeah, of he feels just, like a shadow knows. goes passing by. And there now he is she is.
0: supposed to be kind of telepathic too?
1: No, almost because so. she kind
0: of because yeah, I she, felt like she turned around before he popped out.
1: Right. Yeah, and maybe she is seeing that she's got some got some computer in her. Maybe it's got or some maybe uh, predictive because, uh, like algorithms. what? What did they
0: say? His. It's like residual power. Right. So maybe she was just feeling that before he like popped out, so she knew he had to be close.
1: Right. Now, of course, he wants her to tell him how the best way to sneak around the Night Flyer unseen. No. And
0: it's pretty interesting because the flash of her he gets. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Because like, I didn't pause it to really study it.
1: Right. But it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's going on here?
1: Yeah, some older gentleman chained up to a chair.
0: And then she had, was it just a hammer or like a sledgehammer yeah. or something? Right,
1: yeah, it was something big
0: like that. And I she mean. yells. It's like, oh. Whoa. <laughs> I, <laughs> and he, I felt a little misery happen. But <laughs> yeah, and he kind of made it
1: known that he finds her probably the most interesting person on the ship. And you go, Oh, come on, let's, <laughs> we need some more of this backstory,
0: and right, maybe because, we'll get it. Yeah, because he, didn't he say something like, wow, that was surprising?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, oh, okay.
1: So, of course, she tells him which tunnels don't have cameras, and how to get access to the ship's domes, and off he heads. Now, later on, Lamy and Mel were talking, and... Lamy tells Mel about her terrifying experience in the ship's console, and she felt some felt a power of some kind and a rage.
0: Yeah, the rage part's what's interesting.
1: Absolutely, it is. You go, huh? What's this all about? Is Thale having an effect on the ship as well? Hmm, that would be weird. Yes, it would. That'd be spooky. <laughs> So Mel tells her she's got to get back to her work. No. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't plug back into that. (laughs) Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm not really feeling that either.
1: No. So Matheson thinks she knows where Thale is, and her and Depanion head to the Garden Dome to talk to him.
0: Well, yeah, he seemed to really like it, so that only makes sense that that's where he would be.
1: Exactly. I mean, you get into a green
0: space. Yeah, when you haven't been given that opportunity like ever.
1: Right. And you can block out a whole bunch of this energy that's coming at him. Right. (laughs) Give him a little downtime. But of course the colonial crew that are outraged by having an L1 on board follow right behind and of course their leader Susick knocks out Debanion.
0: Yeah, dude, do you think things are going to play out well for you? He's trying to help you because he knows at least more about what the l one could and probably will do. Right. But you're like, I don't care.
1: Right. And- yeah, this guy's got a uh, one-track mind, and yeah. that's to get the L1 off the ship one way or the other. And, of course, they go after Thale, but he plays a few mind games on him and manages to get a gun and get away.
0: Yeah, that was quite a mind game yeah because thankfully they're using stun which i don't know if they're trying to kill him why they'd use stun but whatever unless that's all they had but when he shoots what he thinks is Thale, he pulls out his knife because he's just going to kill him right and thankfully one of the other guys is like whoa what are you doing and he sees it it's his guy
1: right you go oops
0: well you know what maybe that'll stop them all from just like oh i'm just going to kill whatever i think is in front of me yeah maybe maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: so debanion confronts the captain who is almost as shall we say concerned and that's really not a good word for it but he wants thael subdued and even killed if needed so he's right there with Susick and you go say
0: what that really surprised me but he was more concerned with his crew right there right since they're all freaking out yeah so i i get that
1: and of course that just sets the banion off and he storms out believing that thale is innocent and sets out to prove it yeah good luck
0: yeah well he's gonna do whatever he can because this is the only thing he thinks is going to be working mm-hmm. when they get to the uh what are they vulcans
1: right yeah, that may be the only way to communicate with this alien race is a telepath. So, well, of course, Susick takes one of his men and heads to a technical lab where they ask for a spider bot to be outfitted with lethal lasers.
0: This could only end well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the new plan to stop Thale, and eh, it's just not a very good idea.
0: And of course, it's hurry up and do this. So, again, can only end well.
1: Right. So, back in the dome, Thale meets Tessia, who is just completely engulfed in bees.
0: I thought that was a vision. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody's screwing with Thale now. Right. And I'm like, oh no, this is a person.
1: Yeah, because she just kind of waves her arm and they disperse. And-
0: yeah, because that was interesting. He's like... I can't read you through all the noise talking about the bees. And then he's like, I can kill you. She's like, well, they'd attack you and you'd die too. It's like, so she's like the queen bee. Yeah. (laughs) Really weird. Not just like a beekeeper.
1: Yeah. This is another woman that we need more information of about. That's for sure. And they chat about blocking the negative thoughts from the crew members.
0: Yeah. She was like super laid back.
1: Right. Almost hippie-ish in her attitudes, right. you know, just just kick back, tune it all out like you were buzzing on <laughs> weed and just mellow, dude.
0: Right? Because even when she let the bees go, he's like, she doesn't she say, you know, what do you see now? Right? Or not just yet? Not just yet, I think. Yeah. But still, it's like, yeah, she's just like, whatever, dude. It's totally cool. Yeah. Probably the only person on board that's not like freaked out with fail there then. Right. But even more so than Agatha or Agnes. I'm like blanking on people's names right, right now. Matheson, yeah, the doctor. Beca- yeah, yeah, the doctor. Because like the doctor, even when we, we've seen her interact, she's like, don't do that. Don't look at my thoughts. Yeah, and this one's just like, eh, whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can read me like a book. I don't care. Right? <laughs> so... We check back in with the Banyan and he's having another creepy appearance of his dead daughter in the ship's halls. Yeah. And you go, okay, now this just isn't adding up. Right. <laughs> so far, the Banyan has shown that he's Thales' ally, so why would this be happening to, to Banyan? Why would he be having to deal with his dead daughter? You know, right. You would think that If it was Thale, there would be some conflict between the two guys. But there hasn't been, so me think there's something else going on here.
0: I was like, okay, what happened in that memory pod thing? It screwed up his head, and now he's just, like, seeing things? Right,
1: because it definitely was not operating properly. No.
0: (laughs) What have I said repeatedly? Kids in sci-fi and kids in horror.
1: (laughs) are Just effing creepy.
0: Yes, because this one that freaking laugh. Yeah. And like, no, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> it's like the Old Pet Cemetery, right. that movie yes. with that laugh. That kid's like, "No, come out."
1: <laughs> so, he heads to Rowan to discuss, and he tells him that he doesn't trust Eris and the ship, and he knows they need to get close to the Volcron ship. So, but yeah. And They'd, there's
0: a big butt. <laughs> yeah.
1: They decide to send a probe just in case. That's their backup plan. Okay. Hmm. Like, that's going to work.
0: Right. I'm instantly thinking, that I ain't going to even make it off the ship.
1: Right. So, DeBanion and Matheson are talking and decide that maybe the best way to prove Thale's innocence is to get Murphy into the memory pod.
0: Oh, that
1: poor kid. Yeah. (laughs)
0: He's like, can't I just be, like, in a coma Uh, for a while? (laughs) This would be great.
1: So, of course, they talk a nurse into allowing them to pull a healing, but still massively injured and heavily medicated Murphy into the memory pod. They want to see just what happened that caused the fire that injured him. Was it? a ship malfunction, or was it Thale?
0: I don't know. I would kind of feel like, can you even trust that because of the trauma? Right. Or is it just right in the brain and it's going to be first person and there's really no way to get around it?
1: That's a really good question because I'm not sure everything that DeBanion, well, DeBan- everything DeBanion saw was first person.
0: Yeah, but. Yeah,
1: but, yeah. yeah I but his the,
0: changed. No, yeah. I, no, now that you said that and I had said that out loud, because he's like, stop, this isn't how it happened. Right. Stop. And so then we're going to get this, and it's like, okay, is this really how it happened?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, of course, Lomi's in on this game, and she's in one of the computer rooms trying to take the system offline when Eris' is number two, Augie busts in and catches her. And you kind of go, hmm, this has got the potential to end rather poorly for Lomi. Right but instead he decides to cut some corners instead of ratting her out.
0: I was like, wait a second.
1: Yeah, there's got to be something going on with this. There's a catch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he's like, "What are you doing?" And when she tells him, he's like, "Okay, here I'll help."
1: What? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so That
0: doesn't make any
1: sense. No. No. Yeah, I guess Augie is trying to get the truth as well, but it just seemed fishy. Yeah, it really did. So, of course, Mur- Murphy goes into the pod and it shows the fire was started by Thale intentionally harming him. Or what appeared to be Thale.
0: See, the way it happened, I was even questioning if it was Thale.
1: Okay. Because
0: they show, it looked like both of them reach for the flashlight, I think it was. Yeah. And then... It looks like Thale kind of like dropped his arm, like he dropped it, like slammed it down so it would ignite. But if they both went for it and kind of fell because neither of them really grabbed it. Right. I was kind of wondering if Thale really did it.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: But we get this other thing happen, which I'm like, what? Apparently, Augie put in a mirror program yeah, so he can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, is he just doing it for this or everybody who goes in there now?
1: Right. Unless he turns it off, he's got full access to what's going on in the memory pod. So talk about stalkerish. That could really be (laughs) stalkerish.
0: Right. Like, what kind of creepy thing are you doing?
1: Yeah. So we cut to Mel's quarters and she asked the captain to talk to her. And tells Eris that he needs to talk to Depanion and stop withholding information. Interesting,
0: right? It's like, okay, why are you just talking to him like any old way, anyway? Right? Like, is there something else that we don't know? Well, there's a lot that we don't know. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> right? Come <on>. I know <laughs> exactly. somebody's out there rolling their eyes, going, "We don't know a whole lot of crap, Sean." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah, there's something going on because she can just look at the red camera and. Say something to him and he's there. Right. So, yeah, there's either she's playing him because he's got this fascination with her or there's something else going on. So, he shows up and apparently agrees. Okay. And next thing we know, they're in a corridor talking to each other. And DeBanyan tells him that the memories showed that Thale attacked Murphy And they both agree to keep it under wraps as not to spook the crew and to get Thale back to his isolation dome safely.
0: And how many of you out there had the same look on their face as me? I'm like, huh? Yeah. Wait a second. When
1: just their last discussion, he was ready to kill him. Right. And then he drops this bomb on us. I'm so confused. Saying there's something else going on.
0: Yeah, and he seemed really nervous.
1: Yeah. Something in the ship is working against him, and he's trying to get it under control, but give me some time and be patient. Okay.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm like, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, that might have something to do with something. Maybe. Maybe. And then Eris makes a shipwide announcement that Murphy was injured by a faulty calm relay that caused the fire. That's going to get the crew to calm down? Right? I don't think so. I'm not. i right there with you. I don't think that's going to get every, you know, it may calm some people down thinking that, oh, well, at least it wasn't Thale, but. <laughs> right. We still got Susick out there.
0: And we still got them trying to get that bot. I right. don't believe that that's going to just suddenly stop. No.
1: So, Matheson and DeBanyan go back to the dome to talk to Thale. He was surprised by the captain's announcement and agrees to return to his pod under one condition. No drugs. Uh, He needs to be sharp and will tone out all the negative thoughts directed at him.
0: Right, which is interesting because this is exactly what our little bee lady said. Yes, and apparently she made quite an impression on him. I mean, you... To go
1: from what we saw when we originally saw him in the pod to this, and you go, wow, hold on here. (laughs) He was kind of a Looney Tunes crazed psycho. Right. And now he's logical and calm, and wow, okay. That bee lady must have done something more than maybe she had her bees pollinating or something.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more information.
1: Yeah, we definitely need some. And we go back to our assembly of the Spider Bot. And once the tech gets the lasers added to the Spider Bot, something starts rewriting its software code faster than humanly possible. That's not yeah. good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as she says, wait, something's rewriting it, and I can't keep up. This doesn't make any sense. It's going too fast. I'm like, oh, crap.
1: Yeah. We're all
0: going to die. Yes. I'm like, run! (laughs) out of that
1: now? Because, of course, it attacks the tech and the colonials with Susik being the only one who survives.
0: I wasn't even sure if he really survived. (laughs) Like, I couldn't tell. He didn't get, like, zipped in half. Right. But I couldn't tell... What got lasered?
1: Right. Now, Eris finds him and finds out what happened. And then he goes off on his own in search of the bot and goes into a room and finds it hanging out on the ceiling and is able to deactivate it with a simple command.
0: Yeah. And then the next part, I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. Er (laughs) Yeah. Because Eris walks up to one of the ship's internal cameras and tells it that
0: it's gone too far. I was like, what? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I was like, jaw open. I am like, I don't understand.
1: Right. There's something inside the ship that apparently is sentient. Kind of go, this is going to get bonkers real quick.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So what a way to end the episode.
0: Yeah, right? So what do you guys all think about this? Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Shoot us an email or on Twitter or on Facebook or on Tumblr, whatever, because you can find all our contact stuff at www.fangirlzone.com. Got a whole page. Shoot us some information. I know we can't be the only two freaking out. No. Because this was crazy. So let us know. Because this was just not expected at all. At least I didn't feel like it was expected. No,
1: uh-uh. I was not. <laughs> had no clue it was heading in this direction.
0: Right. Killer spider bots and everything else. But <laughs> And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you can find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And apparently my dog. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Have them watch it, especially if they're a fan of sci-fi, because this one was, like, way out there. And we can only see, you know, hope to see if we're going to get answers by the end. I don't Uh, know. Yeah. All right. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. You don't know anything. And until next time.